This is CliffCentral.com. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to Future CEOs here on Cliff Central. My name is Gareth Armstrong, and yeah, we just had a fascinating conversation with Joel Stransky. But he, and he, but he's a fascinating individual who has a background doing some superb things on the sports field and then doing some very interesting things off the sports field. We're going to head off the sports field, I think, at this point, where we want to talk uh, about something that is... Uh, Sarah, how would you describe sexual harassment in the workplace as a talking point? What would you? What words would you use to describe it? I'd say it's a very sensitive issue sensitive that issue, shouldn't yeah. be taken lightly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we also have Kim here. By the way, we're going to get everyone to introduce themselves in mm-hmm. just a moment. Kim, you're a psychologist. How would you describe sexual harassment in the workplace? I think I would agree. A very sensitive topic and, and something that's quite difficult to discuss, I think, for most people. It, it is a difficult topic. Mm. Uh, and um, by the way, my wife, when I told her what was going on on the show today, she said mm. that I have to ask a question. So I'll fold it in at some point. But it's mm. because of the sensitive nature. But then also sometimes I think that there is power plays that are going on and, and mm. all of these other things that happen as a result of this. Mm. Pierre, uh, your thoughts, how do we, would, you, would we describe? So you, you're the, the expert male in the room, <laughs> in, which, which is an important, there's an element there. There's a gender dynamic that happens mm. in sexual harassment, and it's good to have you here. Uh, wh- how would you describe it? It's uh, one of the biggest taboos in the workplace. In employment mm. law, it is uh, the cause of lots and lots of strife in the workplace. Mm. Pierre, just introduce yourself uh, very, very quickly. Who are you? Where are you from? I'm Pierre van der Merwe. Mm. I'm a partner at Schindler's Attorneys. And Schindler's Attorneys, you guys deal with uh, all sorts of different law, including labor law. Is that, uh, is that accurate? Just give us the, the, the yeah, 10 we're, seconds. We're, we're a full-service la- uh, law firm in Malrose Arch. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, welcome. We're glad to have a legal professional here. Uh, you, Sarah, you're a deputy commissioner at the CCMA. Did I get that correct? Very incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like a deputy commissioner. Okay, so, uh, Sarah, who are you? And, but I know you're from the CCMA. Yes, I'm Sarah Mudise. I'm a commissioner at the CCMA. Okay, commissioner. Well, welcome. We, we're great, glad to have you, especially because of the role the CCMA plays. And then finally, Kim, you're a psychologist. Please introduce yourself. Um, Kim McKay, clinical psychologist, um, and I have a private practice. Okay, well, yes. welcome, Kim. Thank, Thank you. you so Thank much. you all for being here. Where do we start with these? Sexual harassment mm. conversation. What, what's the what's the, the the place to start? Maybe I can ask this question. Is it always between a man and a woman? What? what well, let's start there. Sexual harassment. Who wants to go? Look, sexual harassment. First of all, it's unwelcomed, mm. and it's of a sexual nature. But it can be between man and man, woman and woman, woman and woman. It it it's not specific. It's not specific. Is, uh, I mean, sexual harassment is also not necessarily just about a full-on sexual encounter. Yes. There's very, there's many nuances here, oh. aren't there? Mm. Uh, Kim, you're nodding absolutely. vigorously. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't have to be sort of in your face, um, mm. uh, very sexual. It could be something really that somebody didn't even intend to say. Mm. Um, something that, um, and it's a very subjective experience mm. as well. Um, so what you might find sexually harassing somebody else might not necessarily find it to be that way. So, um, that's what I'm saying. It's a very difficult, sensitive topic mm. because not everybody's going to feel the same way mm. about it. 
So I, mean, I, I try to put myself in a, in a position of either someone that is accused or someone that is accusing. Mm. And as you say, it's a very, very difficult to- topic to get mm. your arms around. So mm. in step the legal professional. <laughs> I mean, how do you get evidence for it? All of these kinds of questions suddenly begin to come to the surface. Look, I think what's important to understand is, as she said, it's, it's subjective. Mm. You know, it's a subjective test. So it's not... Um, w- Obviously measured against the objective standard mm-hmm. um, when when considering it, but it is it's very much how how the victim interprets it and mm. feels about it. Mm. Um, so that doesn't necessarily mean it's a complete free for all, mm-hmm. and anything that's said is or done is necessarily sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. But um, but if someone feels strange about it, that's your first clue. Okay, you know that that is the test. Do you feel uncomfortable about mm-hmm. it? Um, and but I mean, yeah, with, uh, evidence that type of stuff again, very difficult, uh, necessary um, to maybe put it together. It's it's obviously not in writing. It's mm-hmm. going to be your your word often against someone else. And I think that's also what brings um, brings in. Uh, the, the the difficult dynamic in proving mm. how how it actually happened and who whose version do you believe? Mm. Mm. But with whose version do you believe? I think that's what's important is the test of subjectivity. Mm. Mm. That it's it's even if so, it's it, it's how you feel. I, I I can't imagine sitting in a disciplinary environment. <coughs> excuse me, a disciplinary environment where now you. As a victim of sexual harassment, you're facing a panel of people, and I mean, how do you even cope with that kind of stuff? This is a very, very big topic. Um, but let's what? Let's do this. Let's take a, a position as someone who is feeling like they have been harassed, and let's let's try and build a case, and then we can move from that position into a different position and discuss some of the nuances around sexual harassment. So, uh, where do we begin with with? Building this case, CCMA, this is, Sarah, this is where, where you can come in quite strongly, I think. I think the first thing is to report it. Okay. If you have a manager, report it to the manager. Okay. Normally companies need needs to have a policy in place that outlines what is sexual harassment and how to deal with issues like that. So here's a bit of a spanner in the works. What happens if it is your CEO that you are accusing? What happens in that particular instance where you don't have anyone to then report it to because your your line manager is your CEO? By the way, this is one of the questions my wife asked. Then you refer it straight to the CCMA. Okay. Because that will have to be taken into consideration, the fact that that is your line manager mm. and you don't have anyone else to refer it to. Okay, okay, very interesting. I guess, Kim, this is where you can come in mm. a little bit. I mean, what, when there is this power dynamic, which is a, a senior executive, a, a really senior executive, you're this person that may have their job on the line as a result. Uh, what, what, how does someone deal with that? How do you cope with it? Of course, um, it, it must cause a, a large amount of psychological distress. And I mean, there's been various amounts of research done showing that it can have uh, a severe effect on somebody's mental health, but also their physical health as well. And of course, then fi- financial ramifications as well. Um, and I think also that's part of the reason maybe why there is such a, uh, 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 
no, not many of them are reported. So when you find yourself in that situation, many uh, people might rather just keep quiet and sort of try to endure and mm. live with the situation mm. instead of going the route of reporting because they have so much to lose mm. um, in, in that specific situation. Do they have so much to lose though? Pierre, from a legal perspective, if, if you have a senior executive who is harassing you or making you feel uncomfortable, uh, surely you're, you should be quite secure being able to report something and know that your job wouldn't be on the line. Uh, well, I mean, the, the, in the ideal world, mm, of course, yeah. but mm. that's uh, practically, uh, that's mm. not what happens. Mm. Um, the the law does look after you in that in those circumstances, but I mean, you're still, you're, you're it's David and Goliath. You're mm. putting yourself against mm. the, you know, your senior, senior manager. Um so it's it, it's obviously a very uncomfortable situation. I think maybe just uh, two things to remember that it's, if it is your CEO, so um, so that might not be your direct line manager. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in that case, you know, you the employer must have a policy in place. They must have a policy in how to deal with that. Look for that policy. See mm-hmm. what the policy says. The policy will direct you. Um, and I think also importantly from a legal perspective is there's actually an obligation mm. on an employee to report it. Okay. You must report it to the mm. employer. But um, on the other hand, if there's no one to report it to, mm. then you can refer it to the CCA. Oh, and yes, that yes, will yes. be taken mm. into consideration, the fact that there was no one to report mm. to. I think one of the things why people are afraid, they, they become afraid. They mm. Worried, I'm going to lose my job. Are they going to believe me? You know, or, or, or you can be, you can fear ost- being ostracized by your oh. fellow workers. Mm. Again, thank you to my wife, uh, who has a friend who there was a situation in her workplace where she reported some uh, a case of sexual harassment, and then all the males in the office then shunned her. Mm. I mean, that's also something that you would worry about, uh, naturally so, I think. PRC, you gesturing. Just thoughts? I mean, uh, again, classic situation. You're going to have this come up the whole time. But again, from a legal point of view, um, you know, so personal relationships and that aside, from a legal point of view, you've got a very strong um Backup, you know, you've got mm. a very strong position. Uh, the employer again is obliged to do something mm. about mm. it. Um, so you, uh, your your wife's friend reports it. Um, the the fact that uh, you know if nothing's being done, uh, the obligations on the employer now to do something about it. Mm. They can't pay lip service to it. They need to act and decisively. Mm. Okay. Remember, even when the employer doesn't act. And you can do a case against the employer for not acting mm. because it's his responsibility to ensure that you are safe at work. Mm. So he needs to act on it. If he doesn't, it's, it's also not right. It's such an interesting and complex situation because you have these wor- uh, now company cultures that are changing and developing uh, where people want you to feel really comfortable at, wo- mm. at work. They really want you to feel like it's, po- it's an extension of your, your home life. You can, you can welcome your families, but then that does begin to blur lines and to, to perhaps cause some risque, I think mm. is probably the right way to say it, uh, situations. Let's define what sexual harassment can include, just so we can be clear here. I mean, are we talking about a, a sideways look? We're not just talking about uh, full-on sexual contact. Look, there's verbal, 
There's physical okay. and there's non-verbal. Okay. Okay? Your verbal would be those jokes that people, honey boy, you know, such things. So na- and names, name calling mm, would be sweetie, included? Okay. That is more verbal. And then the non-verbal would be, you know, people can invade your space without talking to you. Mm. That's a form of harassment and you need to comment on it. Look, can you move? Something like that. Sure. That would be your non-verbal or, you know, sending explicit images. Ma- to yeah, material across different systems. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. That is your non-verbal. Uh, Kim, you step in here. This is, I mean, you're, you're nodding. Uh, are, we, are we getting the extreme, uh, the extent of it? Absolutely, I agree with all of those those three categories, and um, again, subjective. Mm-hmm. So the sending, for instance, if you use the example of sending out explicit images, mm-hmm. um, you might get people who will be completely offended at that and would then view it as sexual harassment, where others might just laugh it off and be and and not take it as seriously. So again, within all of these categories, it is very subjective, mm-hmm. and okay. and and according to what you as the victim would deem as sexual harassment. Yeah, look, I, I think obviously the guiding principle here is the code of good practice on. Mm-hmm. Sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a uh, there's an amended code of good practice uh, which will s- sets all of this out quite clearly. Just tell us where do you find it? Um, online. Mm-hmm. You can online Employment uh, Equity Act. It's an addendum. Uh, oh. Labor Relations Act. It's an addendum. So, uh, but you can find it. You should be able to find it quite easily online. I'm pretty sure it's on the CCMA website. It should. Yes, it is on the um, website. So, but that that actually defines what. Uh, sexual harassment is mm. and in a nutshell um it is unwanted conduct mm. of a sexual nature mm. okay so uh, th- that's that's how broad it is mm. i mean it's unwanted conduct of a sexual nature so the it, just about anything that you can think of that fall that has a sexual nature and that might be subjectively unwanted it's it's within the scope that's it. That's why it's important for an employer to have a policy and make it known to its employees. You know, mm-hmm. they okay. need to be told this is the policy. Go through it with them so that they know how to behave amongst themselves uh, with their seniors. Mm. It's very important. I, I think it certainly is very important. Let's step back into the role of someone that is has now reported that there has been an act of sexual harassment mm-hmm. or, or a couple of acts of sexual harassment. What do we do at this point? Is it a case of now we have to gather evidence? What do we do uh, once it's now reported? Look, you'll, you, obviously you'll have to follow the policy of a company. What does it say? Do they have a specific person? Where you report this to, or do you go through HR and report it? But obviously, so it's going to be an investigation. Whether you're going to conduct it with each party, the perpetrator as well as the victim, you'll have to talk to them separately before you decide to take a formal hearing on the issue. What do you think would be inappropriate in terms of that investigation? So, I mean, I can imagine that. Uh, what would be inappropriate is a boss pulling both of you into a room and having mm-hmm. a conversation with you. Kim, what do you think? Mm. I think absolutely. Uh, I agree that it has to be done separately mm. and confidentiality is That's so important mm. um, in, in this instance. Um, and, and that goes within the whole work environment. So not everybody should know that there is a case of sexual harassment mm. being investigated currently. Um, the victim and the perpetrator should have confidentiality. But I guess what do you do if the 
perpetrator is, is now uh, trying to gather allies or gather people around him or her to prevent or to, to get evidence for this. What do you do in that particular situation? I, I think it would also depend on the organization and what their, what their policy says. Um, but uh, again, that would not be in good stead mm. for, for the perpetrator and will obviously then, um, yeah, look really bad, um, for him or her. And um, that could also then be used. Worked in, work in favor. Absolutely. That's, that's a good point. Yes. Or perhaps maybe you could consider requesting that they stay at home, pending the outcome of the investigation, and then call them into a year. Okay, yeah, that's, a, that's a fair point as well. Mm. I like it. The, from a psychological perspective, I mean, this is a very, this could be a very isolating and very lonely journey. Absolutely. Uh, you have dealt with these kind of cases before. Mm. Just tell us a little bit about how you have assisted these individuals to deal with the, the exactly that, the isolation mm. of it, mm. potential isolation of it. I think it's very important to have a good support system, and and that's sort of something that I I would uh, say to my clients is to make sure that. Even outside of the work environment, there is a good support system and people that they can lean on and to fight against the isolation mm. because um, obviously isolation leads to different uh, outcomes such as depression sure. and you know low self-esteem and all of those kinds of issues. So um, I think number one would be to have a good support system and people that they can trust and lean on mm. during the because it's a difficult time. It's a really difficult time. Pierre, I, I see you... Uh, Opening uh, your, your mouth a little bit, which is usually a cue for a comment. <laughs> I just made eye contact. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Look again from a from a legal point of view. You know the the law is is behind you. So um, uh, the law takes a very strict approach on sexual harassment in the workplace, mm. and um, you know obviously. I, I can't really comment on the the emotional implications mm. and that type of stuff, um, which is. Uh, Usually, I suppose the most important thing in this sort of scenario, but um, from from it being reported uh, to uh, the employer in terms of the policy, always follow the policy. Mm. Um, the employer can also adopt, you know, a formal and an informal approach um, in, in how to handle this. So sure. again, I think definitely a you know a separate uh, interview, you all, you know, separate investigation must be conducted. Um, and this mustn't be done with, you know, it's, it's not one of those matters where you call everybody into the principal's Unani- office. Unanimous vote. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and well, who hit who, you know, it's not, uh, it, it needs to be handled with a greater degree of tact. Um, but I, I think what's, again, what's important here is that the employer can decide whether they want to adopt a formal process or an informal process. And sorry, it's not actually the employer, the employee or the victim. Oh, really? Mm. They, they can elect what, you know, what process do they want? They can informal. That's an in, important point, this. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's very important. So they, they can elect whether they want it to be an informal, quiet, behind the scenes uh, process. Um, or they can shout it from the rooftops, mm. mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's their election. Well, what kind of legal outcomes can we expect from this kind of process? So uh, I know that it's going to be subjective again. There's going to be different people that are, you're dealing with. But I mean, are we talking about a dismissal? Are we talking about some kind of uh, – I mean, let's, I'm asking the question because I don't actually know. <laughs> CCMA, Sarah, please. Look, each case you need to treat it – on its own, mm. but there have been instances where an employer took for granted 
someone being touched on the bum, mm. you know, and took it as a joke. And that person referred it, that matter to the CCMA. And comp- the, the applicant was compensated in that case. Mm. You see, because you need to take it serious. I think it's a serious issue. Though there are instances where it wasn't really uh, harassment, but you can't just ignore it. Sure. You need to really take a note of it. Uh, yeah. um, I, I think the most likely outcome in a sexual harassment uh, mm-hmm. uh, situation is what's known as a constructive dismissal. Okay. So that's where the legislation basically defines it as your employment conditions being intolerable. Mm. And that's the word that they use, intolerable. So um, any form of sexual harassment will likely make your employment conditions intolerable. Mm. And so what, what that gives rise to is a constructive dismissal whereby the victim would resign from okay. their employment um, and claim that they've been constructively dismissed because their employment conditions were intolerable. That's Sarah? if the employer did nothing about it. Then you, you would consider resigning and referring a constructive dismissal, but you can also take it up as an employment equity issue and still... Stay working if you can stay working. Yeah, it feels but like it feels, if you ro- it feels can't, wrong. Then if you uh, can refer both. You can b- refer both a constructive dismissal as well as a harassment. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think I think just to just to clarify, it's important to follow the employer's policy. Mm-hmm. So that follow the uh, the policy that's in place. You can't be a victim of sexual harassment and then uh, one day and then go and resign the afternoon and go claim. Uh, mm. You know, constructive dismissal of the CCMA that you can't do. Um, but should the employer not take proactive steps in uh, stopping the, you know, the cause of your complaint, mm. that is definitely grounds for constructive dismissal. Mm. Um, and it's at that point that again, the law is behind you. You mm. resign. You refer to our friends at the CCMA, and then uh, and you have spoken about this opportunity to then be compensated for that mm. because suddenly you're out of employment. True. Uh, how do you deal with that? So what we are saying is that if this constructive dismissal does happen, then you're not just out in the street. You're not necessarily mm. the victim. You are in a position of of strength of power. Is that what is that what we're saying? As long as you can prove it. Remember, with constructive dismissal, the employee needs to prove. That their life was made intolerable mm. and they had no option but to resign. Mm. That's why, as Pierre is saying, you need to have followed processes at work. And then once you refer, then you know you are covered in that aspect. Well, Kim, we've got 30 seconds or so left, really. Mm. I mean, time moves quickly here in studio. Mm. Uh, someone that is a victim or has been a victim has come out on the other side. What do you say to them? How do they be, how do they move beyond it, especially if they're nervous now to go into another environment? Mm. Th- that's a difficult question to answer uh, because, you know, everybody's so, so different and they deal with issues really differently. Mm. Um, but I think the, the major thing to, to understand is that this person has suffered a great loss. So whether that's financially, whether that's their, their personal space being invaded, whatever, it has, it has really had a huge impact on them. So getting over it is not necessarily just going to be by the click of a fingers and everything's going mm. to be, uh, all hunky dory. So it's, it's definitely going to be a process of, of rebuilding. 
rebuilding their lives and putting back everything into place. Well, Kim, thank you for being here. We have run out of time. I have to close down this conversation quickly. I'm getting signals from the production booth here. Um, but thank you. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you for being here. Sarah, thank you so very much as well for your comments. We really appreciate it. It is such a, it's a big topic. It's a, a topic that we've probably just scratched the surface of, but mm. we have given some person out there who is listening some kind of direction and mm. p- potential recourse. So thank mm. you so very much for your time. It's and a we appreciate it. All right, guys, we have uh, run out of time. We will see you same time, same place next week on future CEOs talking more interesting topics, speaking to some fascinating people, including a CEO, the CEO of Zinnia. That is, that's who's coming in next week. We'll see you then. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.